This is the happy hour. You guys going to happy hour? Live from the Koppel Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple. Here are your hosts, Nick Sainert. I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for chunk. On 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Good afternoon. Happy Thursday, Wednesday. Wednesday. Excuse me. Happy Wednesday. This is the happy hour, 93.7 The Ticket, theticketfm.com. Nick Sainert and Enrique alvarez Clary are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. How's it going? It's going. That's good. That is all. Do you want to do Rico's recap today? Do we need to do this? We can do Rico's recap. All I right. can let people know what's up. Top, like one minute tops. One minute tops. All right. So let me look at this. All right. Hold on. I'm going to wait. So it's... Look, I, man, so it, I, I get a text from Rico at like four thirty this morning, right? That was what time I tell it was? you. It was early. All right, so go. Uh, so it was a rough night for uh, for Elliot last night. Don't really know what was going on, but she wasn't feeling feeling great. She woke up at like midnight, didn't want to go to bed. She she got in bed with me and Rachel, and pretty much kicked Rachel out of bed. So Rachel went and slept on the couch, which I felt terrible. Um, and then Ellie just kind of wakes up, and she you know smacks me, and is just like. Daddy, my tummy hurts. And I'm like, what's wrong? And she's just, you know, not feeling great. She yeah. won't go back to sleep. So we're sitting there for like an hour. She finally goes back to sleep. She wakes up again. She's up. She wants to watch Frozen. She wants, you know, all this stuff. So I got, I got Frozen on for her, and I can't sleep because that's on, and she won't let me sleep. So that's another hour and a half. And then KJ wakes up, and he doesn't want to sleep. And mm-hmm. it was just a rough night of no sleep and Ellie being wide awake for multiple hours. How you feeling today? I'm feeling okay. I've had, I got a Mountain Dew, so I'm I'm a little energized. Good stuff. Nice job. 58 seconds. That was perfect, Rico. Bam. Nice work. All right, so that's Rico's recap. Um, unsponsored, if you'd like to sponsor it. Yeah. Any daycare places? It's any open. Child care places? We can. Well, make I would thing hope out of it. my day. I would hope the daycare <clears throat> that I send my children to would want to. Do they listen? Um, I think I think I heard them listening once. I don't really know. All right. I don't drop the kids off anymore. I pick them up. So nice. I don't know. Yeah, they would be listening to early break. A little bit of new hours and stuff. Yeah, going yeah. on some weird stuff going new, on. New hours, new additions. Uh, great show from VJ and his uh, list of super friends. There, we are going to have a great show in store for you today. We have a great show in store for you. Four zero two four six four five six eight five. The Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sarder Heyman Text Line, both those open for you as usual, as well as the Sarder Heyman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. And you can find me and Rico on Twitter at Radio Rico AC and at Nick underscore Sainert. Um, Alexa, play ninety three seven. The ticket. Nice work. Uh, let's. So here, here's kind of what's coming up. It's going to be a little bit of, uh, or a lot, of Husker women's basketball, right? Yes. They had a huge win last night, and, and I want to dive into it um, kind of in depth. So I figured, why, who better to have on than the play-by-play, the voice of Husker women's basketball, Matt Cotney. Um, he will join us at 2.30 for, for 10 minutes or so. Uh, we don't have a lot of time with him, unfortunately, but um, any time any amount of time is enough time with with Matt Cotney. So he will uh, be joining us at 2.30 to kind of break down last night's game. Alexis Markowski in her first start as a Husker 
the Pius the Tenth grad, Ooh. the Gatorade Player of the Year from last season, shines twenty points, I believe six rebounds in her first start as a Husker. Could have got um, more, but she was working on a uh, second team All American, trying to keep her from getting the boards, which yeah. she did an amazing job on. The the second team All American that Nebraska played against w- was held to ten points yesterday. Nebraska played extremely well defensively, right? And they were hounding. Right out of the gate. And it was the first they, they held Michigan the number eight team to the the number eight ranked team in the country to three of fourteen shooting in the first quarter. Twenty one percent. That's amazing. Right? And and here's something I'm gonna ask Matt about here momentarily. Um was they started out really really impressive but then they also finished impressive they hit six of their last eight field goals six of their last shots six of their last eight shots excuse me in last night's game against number eight Michigan at home in front of a crowd that yes it was an 8 p.m. tip and it was late and it's a weeknight and and everything like that but that crowd was alive and if you if you guys saw any of my tweets last night I tweeted out a couple videos um, from like you know Michigan missed shots and you know sequence and turns into a Sam Hybe layup. The crowd was insane last night. It was a really really cool atmosphere, especially for a women's basketball team that is now thirteen and one. Gorgeous. Nebraska beats their first top ten team since December third of two thousand fourteen against Duke. Number nine Duke. Number nine Duke. And they did it in a fashion where it was not in question. Throughout the whole course of the game, once again, um, after the, you know, they shot nine of four, I, I, you know, I mentioned they held Michigan to 21%, three of 14 from the field in the first quarter alone. Nebraska shot nine of 14, one of one from deep. We talk about the identity kind of of Amy Williams in this Husker team is defense and three-point shooting. They did not do that last night. No. And it, it went, they went just fine. It went just fine. They were out. They were up 19-8 to eight after the first quarter, I believe. They were 8 of 20 from deep. They, I didn't realize. Michigan only hit one three-pointer. They were yep. 1 for 12 defense. from three-point land. Nebraska's defense was fantastic. And the way that they, the way that they would contain Naz Hillman down low, they just they, – they were putting kind of one person, kind of you know, having somebody get close to her just in case they would try to throw it down low to her. But um, they were taking turns, Izzy Bourne and and um, and Alexis Markowski of, of just you know fronting her and just mm-hmm. keeping her away from the basket, not letting her post up too deep in the paint, and just forcing her to get the ball uh, at a place where she's not comfortable, and and you know making her either take that jump shot or try to drive to the bucket where they've got people waiting for it. And they did a really good job of just keeping their hands up and not going for the block. Because I know, you know, that that's something you really want to do. You want to get blo- you want to block shots, and they're both really good shot blockers. But against someone like that, and, you know, blacking Bella Cravens, who rolled her ankle the day before, I believe, the practice before, um, you're you're lacking in in big bodies down low, so you got to keep yourself out of foul trouble. And both of them did an amazing job of keeping their hands up, staying straight up and down, and just forcing shots to go awry. Uh, not really getting many block shots, or really, I don't know if either one of them had a block shot, but just forcing Michigan to take tougher shots than they're used to, and it obviously turned into a really good result. I mean, looking up and down at Michigan, 
Nas Hillman, 10 points, 4 of 14 shooting, 2 of 4 from the free throw line. Um, and then former Husker Leah Brown, 10 points, 3 of 13 shooting, 0 of 2 from deep, 4 of 6 from the free throw line. And then you look at Nebraska, like I said, without Bella Cravens, without Ruby Porter, they found a style that works for them, that they they found a game plan. And, and give credit to Amy Williams, man. What an impressive win. What a fun night it was. And here you look ahead. They get more opportunities. They play number 22 Iowa on Sunday. Caitlin Clark in Iowa, right? Um, they they are really, really fun to watch. And the game against Iowa on Sunday, 1 p.m., right? If you're not doing anything, please go down to PBA. Um, it, it's You're not wasting your time. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, it was a lot of fun to watch. But now we can, we'll can we revisit Husker women's basketball here in, oh, 18 minutes when we talk to Matt, the, the voice of Husker women's basketball. But you look at the other side, and you see a Husker men's basketball program who has a game tonight against Michigan State on the road at Michigan State. And th- this one, if, if you're missing it, it's at, it's at 6 p.m. on Big Ten Network. Michigan State is a 15-point favorite. They come in 10th in the country, ranked 12-2. Um, but you, you think about this Husker men's basketball program and how close they were against Ohio State on Sunday night, a game, once again, that we're looking back saying they should have, could have won that. Shoulda, coulda, woulda. And now you wonder that that thought of how do they respond kind of creeps in. How do they bounce back? Can can Fred Hoiberg, this, this one's not as much of a doubt, but just a general question, will Fred Hoiberg be able to figure out a game plan to attack Michigan State as well as he did to find a game plan to attack Ohio State or contain Ohio State, right? Big big part we talked to Jacob Padilla on Monday about was they took away their post game, forced them to hit threes, and they did, and that's why they, you know, especially Barnum, but <laughs> did he hit threes? Bantam, Bantam, excuse me, not Barnum, Bantam. Uh, he hit threes, <clears throat> excuse me, and you you wonder, does because we we haven't seen that consistency from Husker men's basketball, right? No. And I guys, do you want thicker, fuller hair? Do you desire lustrous, luscious locks that you can run your fingers through? Maybe a full head of hair makes you feel attractive. Perhaps a full head of hair boosts your confidence and self-esteem. Whatever your reasons, if you have started to experience hair loss, there is good news because there are effective FDA-approved treatments that work. One is a prescription clinically proven to prevent further loss. The other is clinically proven to regrow your hair in two to four months. And both are available from Roman for just a dollar a day. Just complete a free online visit. Roman connects you to a U.S. licensed healthcare professional who will work with you to find the best treatment plan. Then Roman sends everything you need right to your door with free shipping and indiscreet packaging. So guys, are you Roman ready for a thicker, fuller head of hair? Go to ro.co slash fuller. Do it today and Roman will give you 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash fuller. I think if Nebraska men's basketball wants, I mean, I, I'm not a coach. I can't really speak to it. But, you know, Michigan State's coming off of a game against Northwestern where, honestly, they should have lost that game. Northwestern gave them all they could get. 
and Michigan State just started getting some shots to fall late in the game and, and ended up pulling away a little bit from Northwestern. But they gave them all they could ha- all they could take. So if I'm Nebraska, I'm looking at the game plan. I'm looking. I'm watching the game that Northwestern did uh, against Michigan State, and I'm trying to take some of what they did and incorporating it into my team if I can. I don't know if you know you don't have the same the exact same body type or the exact same skill sets that, that Northwestern had, and obviously they didn't end up winning the game. But just taking some of the things that they did to make the Spartans uncomfortable, to put the Spartans in situations where they weren't you know accustomed to, and putting that on my squad and seeing if we can you know do some of those things to 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 get Michigan State off of their spots. Yeah, and one thing like we, we talk about consistency, right? And just a couple things that I've thought about over the last 24 hours when I've been looking at, you know, just looking overall at Nebraska and Michigan State, what's going to happen tonight. It, it, does a guy like C.J. Wilcher provide the spark again on defense? Or, excuse me, off the bench. Does Der- Is Derek Walker going to be able to play as big of a role every night in and out? Night in lot. and night out. Excuse me, that's the way to say yeah. it. Night in and night out throughout the whole Big Ten season. How many nights... Are, is he going to be able to bear the load that they're asking him to play and bear every single game, right? Is is there going to be a game where he's not playing as well just because they've asked him to do so much mm-hmm. every single game? Does does a guy like Casey finally really get something going offensively? Can Bryce convert, whether that's layups, whether that's shots? Can Nebraska shoot consistently? I think that's a big question. We've seen it now with Kennesaw State, and we saw it to an extent with Ohio State. Their shooting was a little bit better. Can they make it three in a row? There's a lot of questions that are surrounding this Husker men's basketball program and really quickly revisiting Husker women's basketball. I think that's something that's really refreshing about Husker women's basketball is that you know what they're going to do every night. Mm -hmm. They're going to play hard. And once again, point to the example their game against Michigan State last week at Michigan State was a game that they shot as bad as they have all season long. And they still found themselves in a position to compete and f- somehow, some way, be competitive in the game in the fourth quarter. Late right in the, the fourth quarter. Buzzer. They were still in that game. They still had an opportunity to win. And then they come back and they beat the brakes off of number eight Michigan <laughs> they beat the brakes off a better team they 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 face both Michigan squads they lose to the lesser of the two but they come back and put everything together put the that that's the impressive part is they put a bad shooting night a bad performance behind them they moved on they said that's done with we can't go back we can't fix it what we have to do is we have to focus on Michigan we have to get back to the basics and do what we do and that's exactly what they did they played suffocating defense and they hit Timely shots. 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Heyman text line. Um, we get this off the off the text line. I think the Huskers are one of those teams that has good games every once in a while and doesn't improve game by game. Just when they get a hot hand, it's a good game for them. Starting to think Fred Hoiberg might not be the guy. Well, okay, let's take away let's take away the Fred Hoiberg part. Let's just dissect the the first part. Um and, and I guess part of this would fall on the coaching on, on how to develop them and, and the evolution of the program mm-hmm. game after game and, and the progress of the program, right? Game after game after game. And when you look at the Husker men's basketball team, yes, injuries, injuries have killed them. Um, 
or certainly not helped. Certainly not helped. But it's hard to say that the missed free throw, let's just say that, the missed free throws last game, mm-hmm. that it's hard for me to blame Fred Hoiberg on that. Because as a team, they're shooting much better than they are than they were last year from the free throw line, right? Mm-hmm. And that's just something where you got to find a guy to be able that that's able to step up in a in a big time situation, which once again we we kind of dissected this on Monday. It was on your home floor, unfortunately, and and you still weren't able to to knock one of the two free throws in, one of the two. You practice there. You you know you know the dimensions. You know it's not it's not like it's going to throw you off. You know some people say you know looking through the through the uh, backboard and seeing, you know, how far away, you know, everything is. It throws people off when you're in a you're in a different setting, but you you know that setting. You you you've shot there many times. Well, it's just look think about Husker volleyball. Fall back on the training, right? Husker women's basketball talks about it a little bit. Fall back on the training. It's muscle memory. And and so that's hard for me to to blame that kind of stuff on Fred Hoiberg and the staff because as a team, right? They're shooting better from from four to say the the you know, mm-hmm. um, the free throw line. Some people, and I, I was, I was hearing it because I, I said that you know, Latman's probably one of your better free throw shooters. They had the timeout. They had, they had time to get in the, the people. They knew Ohio State was going to foul them, so they put in their best free throw shooters into the game, and you know, they kept a, their, their best big free throw shooter, which is Latman, in the game just in case stuff went awry and they needed to, you know, play some defense or grab a rebound. He was there. But he's one of their better free throw shooters. He's in the game for a reason. It's not. It's not Fred's fault that he missed the free throws. Well, what's interesting is what to think about um, if Trey McGowan's or Wilhelm were healthy. What would that do for this team? And Trey McGowan's. I think Trey McGowan's. If he was healthy, he there's a very good chance that Nebraska wins Ohio State's the game against Ohio State by more than five points. Be, not not even what he does offensively, but what he does defensively. I think it's more what he does defensively that they would have won that they would have won that game. Like I, if Trey McGowan's plays, I I don't really have any qualms with saying that Nebraska wins that game if they played the same way that they did. But unfortunately, it still sounds like January fifteenth is the target return date, right? And Nebraska, I'll pull up their schedule right now because I don't know the dates off the top of my head. But Nebraska now has a stretch where they play Purdue, Rutgers, Illinois, Michigan State tonight. And, and here's the thing is um, you, you wonder where, where McGowan's fits in with all this and, and how is he going to return. So they play Purdue on the road in West Lafayette on the 14th. January 14th. Then they return home that following Monday to play Indiana. So his return date is Rutgers or Indiana? Or not Rutgers, Purdue or Indiana? It would be Indiana. Because I remember him him saying, you know, that this is not from the team. He, he said that he wanted to come back for the Purdue game. That was the game that he was targeting his comeback for. Uh, so that's, you know, two, three games away if you're you know going to count tonight. It's three games away. Either way, Nebraska, there's a lot of questions, but... Is tonight, and you can send this in on the text line, 402-464-5685, because we're going to take a break here momentarily to get to the Matt Cotney. The Matt Cotney. The Matt Cotney. <laughs> but is this a game tonight where it's, all right, if Nebraska sticks within 10 all night, are we happy? Or are we at that point yet where it's we got to start seeing wins? 
I mean, I, I'm not like genuine question. Where are we at yeah. with this? Because now we're starting to get this on the text line. We were starting to get this after the Western Illinois game talking about Fred Hoiberg's job status. Well, if we're going to do that, then we need to figure out what the priority is. Mm-hmm. Right. And and this is solely men's basketball. This isn't football. This is this is taking everything away um, outside of men's basketball. Shove all that off to the side. Mm-hmm. I think they've put together enough good performances where I know it's a top 10 team and I know it's, you know, on the road, but you have to be close. You have to be closer than 10. And honestly, I, I'm I'm not expecting a win at all. I'm not going to say that, but I well, can, can you expect a win any night? No, but I like I, I, I said, they've put can. together enough good performances. You know, if you take away the the two massive blowouts that, you know, you they had the sicknesses and injuries and what have you for those two games. Uh, you take those away. They've put together enough really good performances where this basketball team should not be losing by by, you know, 12 plus points in the Big Ten anymore. I don't know. I just think that even if Nebraska were to go up to against I think about Kennesaw. Well, not Kennesaw State necessarily. Think about um, when they played. If they were to play Western Illinois again, how much confidence would you have in Nebraska beating Western Illinois? They win that game. They Do win they? That, they win that game. I'm just not sure you can go into a game with with a team with that six and eight right now with losses to Western Illinois and 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 a Luton missing free throws at the buzzer or not the buzzer necessarily but 22 seconds left in the game and say 100 percent with certainty they win this game. The I, I Western Illinois game, yes. I think it's harder than people think. If they had Trey the, McGowan's, they had all the guys healthy. If you take those other losses, no. But but the way that the team has gelled. With the law after the loss of Trey McGowan's, the way that this team has gelled and the the difference that Alonzo Verge has the difference from Alonzo Verge in week one through three to Alonzo Verge now, and I know he didn't play much in this Ohio State game, but the difference that he, the jump he's made from those first three games to now is is fantastic. He's he's taking less you know reckless driving to the rim shots. And he's dishing the ball out more. And they're playing more through Derek Walker, which is something that we wanted earlier in the season. And I mm-hmm. I truly believe if you play through Derek Walker and you have this this version of Alonzo Verge in that first game against Western Illinois, and you can take Trey out of it, mm-hmm. I think they win that game. I'm not saying that for any of the other games. But if you put Trey back in the game, NC State, I think they win that as well. Interesting thought. We'll, we'll, we'll pick this uh, topic back up in the final segment, but for now, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll have the voice of Husker women's basketball, Matt Coatney, joining us here on the Happy Hour on 93.7 The Ticket. Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore Sainert and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.